Welcome to season two of the Energy Upgrade podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa, master biohacker and successful entrepreneur. In season one of the Energy Upgrade, you got to have a taste for my obsession in all things health, energy, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and biohacking, or how to take radical responsibility in living a life by design. As a certified health coach, integrated health practitioner, kinesiologist, and seasoned entrepreneur who built and sold a seven-figure business, I want to dive deeper in this season too. After healing myself from burnout, from my health falling apart, my hormones leaving my body, I'm here to share everything I wish someone had told me. Every day, I have the incredible opportunity to be mentoring women and supporting them in becoming true magnetic energy bombs. I'm helping them remember who they were all along. It's so powerful that I want to take you in on the journey, almost as if you were a fly on the wall. You'll find that I'm not your typical health coach and I'm not your typical business coach either. I'm somewhere in between with a lot of spirituality sprinkled in there. This podcast is a sacred place where I come and share with you things that will bring you a high return on investment because yes, I'm all about ROI. Life goes fast and if I can show you a shortcut or two, I'll have succeeded at bringing you value. Thank you for being here. Let's go. Your time is now. Your energy is your life force. You want to be able to magnetize your wildest dreams. A liver detox is the fastest way to start healing. You can and you will. Well, hello, hello, hello. This week, we're diving into the world of EMF which stands for electromagnetic field. Now, this is a controversial topic because EMF are things that we can't see, we can't touch, we can't taste it. Just like toxins, it will fill up your rain barrel without you not even being aware of it. So it stands like it's not fair. And I want to bring awareness to this very important topic today. To me, I'm always doing it with one intention. My intention is to bring awareness and empower you with knowledge and more control over this topic. My goal is not to scare you even further. We know that EMF is in and around us. So what can we do in our day-to-day life to reduce its impact on our health and to mitigate its impact. So that's really my intention today. And I hope that I will be able to provide you with more empowerment so that you can make better informed decisions for you and for your children and for your entire home and your pets. Actually, we're going to be talking about that today as well. Okay. So EMF are produced anywhere electricity is used, including your home, your workplace, anywhere you go, airports, hotels, anywhere that we have electricity, we have EMF, we have radiation, right? So power lines or cell phones or microwave or Wi-Fi or computers, anything that sends a stream of this invisible energy waves. There's a recent survey that showed that the average American spends 11 hours or more per day with electronic media, which means two-thirds 
of her waking hours are spent in front of screens and inundated by EMF radiation, right? You might be working on your on your computer all day and then you come back home to chill in front of Netflix, in front of your smart TV with while you're also scrolling on your phone, right? You see the picture. It's a ton of radiation. And even though they're called low frequency radiation, they can still add up and create a, a, an array of problems on your health. And so let's talk about, um, I'm going to go back like to physics 101 here and bringing you back to, um, you know, this graphic, I'm sure you've seen a million times where we show the different types of radiation. And you can picture on your left, we're talking about power lines, radio, TV, microwaves, and it goes all the way to visible light. And then on the right, we have um, X-rays and gamma rays. Now, on the left, or basic anything on the left of visible light is what we call non-ionizing radiation. So it's a low-level, low-grade radiation. And this is where the controversy is, is when you go on the World Health Organization site, the FDA site, they're all saying is completely harmless to humans. But I'm here to tell you, don't be fooled, right? Let's think th twice on this. But anything that's in this non-ionizing category includes microwave, computers, smart meters, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cell phones, power lines, MRIs. Is your head spinning yet? Yeah, so all of those things. Okay, so we're going to talk about, we're going to really focus on this today. But I also want to just point out that anything on the right, what we call ionizing, high-level radiation, like sunlight, UV rays, X-rays, gamma rays, we know that they have potential for cellular and DNA damage. That is well, well understood and documented, and it's been for years and years and years. And I just want to like little caveat about sunlight. You know this. I absolutely love sunlight. I think it's the battery of the human cells. So I want to make sure that nobody is fearing it. But I am also saying that we have to be careful with exposing ourselves when um, the sun is at its peak for prolonged period of time. So you'll hear me talk about this quite a bit today, because when we talk about EMF, there's, there's a couple things to consider. The first one is your distance from the source of radiation. That's number one. And the second thing is how long are you exposing yourself to this radiation and to the source, right? So um, that those two things, as we go through everything I want to present you today, will help you gain perspective, right? Perspective is important. It matters. It always does, right? So I'm here to talk about that. And before we dive further into the EMF world, I also just want to take a step back and acknowledge a very important thing. And if anything, this is the one thing you need to remember from today. And it is that we human beings are electricity as well. We are beings of frequency. Once you know and recognize that, it will change your perspective and your appreciation of how fragile our own frequency field is and how it can be influenced by external 
forces, right? So when you think about it, the communication and information that flows through our body is of two types. The first one is electromagnetic. The second one is chemical. Those two are in constant interaction amongst themselves. And that's what, how we have, for example, neuron, neurons firing some information and impulses so that we can have um, action in the brain. Um, or for those of you who have done your biology classes, you know, the sodium potassium pump, for example, works with electricity as well. So we know that we are beings of electricity and that this electromagnetic field that we have within us is so, so critical to our health. And I also want you to just think, when we say someone has a beautiful aura, right? What does that mean, right? Usually when you say that someone has a beautiful aura, it's someone that shines, they're bright. We can almost see light around themselves, right? But the, this aura is a reflection of their internal frequency as well. Each organ, each cell, each bacteria, each virus holds its own unique frequency in the body. And it's when we start shifting these frequencies that we create disease. So for example, a body, a healthy body holds a very high frequency, generally around 60 to 70 megahertz. That's really where your body is healthy, it's resonant, it's flowing, it's fluid, and it's in proper uh, electromagnetic and chemical communication. Now, when a frequency drops, so when we go like below 55 megahertz or in that uh, range, that's when the process of disease begins. And how do we create that decrease in frequency is when we, inter when we have other frequencies that are messing with our field, right? So those other frequencies here are referred as EMF. These external radiations that can interfere with the intracellular communication in your body, right? And that's when you start being more susceptible to disease. That's when bacteria, viruses can take over. That's when your immune system is not as sharp. Um, and also, let's, let's make sure that we mention that trapped emotions, trapped trauma in the body will also create low frequency areas of low frequency in the body, right? So, I, I just wanted to make sure that we understood that because once you, let's say, let's visualize ourselves here as we are, um, let's say sitting, maybe you're driving, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're at your desk, wherever you are, imagine yourself here and take a moment to just be aware of your own field, your own aura. Okay. Now let's, and let's take, maybe you actually take your cell phone and you bring it closer to your body, right? Can you see, even though you can't feel it, you can't touch it, but I'm sure you can kind of comprehend that this device here that you're holding in one hand also has a radiation aura. And as you bring it within yours, it's shifting. It's shifting your own frequency. Okay. So with this whole EMF thing, this is what you need to remember. You need to remember that you are a, a being of frequency and of electricity. And if when and when you let external factors, when you swim in this sea of 
radiations that are coming from external places that will impact your body, right? So that is the premise for today. Like you need to understand that what you are surrounding yourself with, and this is good for like anything, right? As I'm always talking about, whether you're surrounding yourself with toxic people, with in your environment, with things that have tons and tons of radiation, um, with plants, right? Everything holds its own frequency and will come and affect yours. Okay. So today the goal is to really empower you to stay sovereign of your own frequency and to have knowledge around what is it actually influencing it. Okay. So um, now back to EMF, we know that there's a large amount, a growing body of evidences, studies, data, and scientists that are now speaking up and saying, wait a minute, these low-level radiation actually do have an impact on the body over a prolonged period of time, right? So none of these things will create overnight results, but as overnight problems, but as they accumulate, as they fill up your rain barrel, they certainly will. Right. And so this is this is a problem with EMF is it's the result of years of exposure. And so that's why the earlier, the, the more you are aware of this right now. And for those of you moms listening who have children, this is so critical, so, so important because kids are more susceptible to EMF simply because they have they're exposed to the same amount of radiation, yet their bodies are smaller they're little sponges, they absorb everything, yet they're also supposed to be developing. Their brain is developing. So we don't want to start interfering with that, right? So kids are of utmost importance on this uh, importance on this topic, and I will offer some solutions here. So we know that this constant um, low-level radiation exposure is creating breakdowns at the cellular level, and it's creating interference in intercellular communication. What does that mean? How does that look like in our everyday life? I want to share with you the five major health effects that this will have on your health over time. Again, I'm not saying this to scare you because I'm coming right next with some solutions. I just think it's important for you to understand that this is not just woo-woo stuff. This is actual real things that are happening in everybody's body because we're all impacted by this now. Even when you live off grid now, you have access to secondhand EMF is what we call it now. Remember the secondhand smoke? Now it's secondhand EMF, can you believe it? So it's EMF that whether you like it or not, you are exposed to. And that obviously we were referring to 5G towers and things like that. Okay, so the five major health effects. Um, the first one is at a cellular level. We know it does create damage. Exposure to these low level radiation will mutate and fragment DNA. What does that mean? Is it creates more room for cancer formation. It creates more room for genetic changes and it does wreak havoc on the immune system. So that is one thing that we need to be aware of. The second thing is the neurological damage. And to me, that probably is the most important one. When your brain is exposed to EMF, when we're sleeping in our bed with our phone next to our head, when we're speaking on the phone with that phone right to, next to our brain, when we're wearing, wearing these cool ear pods that are sending radiation straight 
straight through your ear into your brain, what we're creating is we're creating brain inflammation. And what that does is it's altering the chemical levels, which will affect your memory, your mental health. It will affect neurotransmitters and how they are fired. And that, that is a big problem. It will also um, impact the daily release of melatonin, which is your sleep hormone. I see this in my clients all the time where it's like, I, I have trouble falling asleep. And the minute we take the phone outside of the room, that's a non-issue, right? Because the melatonin gets to be naturally produced. So super, super important. We see fertility issues. Um, men that are wearing phones in their pocket have a decreased sperm count and motility. Huge problem. Huge, massive, gigantic problem. And then women have three times more miscarriages or risk of miscarriages um, when they're exposing themselves to radiation, right? So you can see how like for humanity, that is a bit of a problem. Um, the fourth one is with regards to our children, it does create um, issues with their development. Exposure in the womb or as kids has impact on, it can result in like a slowed growth Autism, have you noticed? I think it's like one in four children are born with um, a dis like a, a problem on the spectrum of autism. Like that, like, why is this happening? You know, that's one reason. And of course, toxins, but all of that is like one big mishmash. Um, ADHD, asthma, obesity, we have behavioral issues that we've never seen before. And so if you have eight children at home that it, um, that displays any of these symptoms, you have to be super, super careful about EMF exposure. And I'm going to give you some hints here of where to begin. And then 20% of the population now has, has acute sensitivity to electromagnetic field. Now it's even like doctors will even tell you, you have electromagnetic sensitivity right? It's a term now. Um, and what does that mean? It means that every time you're near a source of radiation, such as um, maybe your laptop on your lap, maybe you're near a, a 5G tower, maybe when you're on the plane, when you're in an airport, which is like a very high level of radiation, um, you might exhibit some aches, tingling, fatigue, insomnia, restlessness. You might just feel agitated, irritable. Um, and so, that th there's actually a term for it now, because again, why it's interfering with our own cellular frequency and, and our own electricity. So it's creating a, a whole range of new problems and a cascade of new problems. Now, on a daily basis, these are some of the symptoms you might experience when you are exposing yourself um, to EMF. And I invite you right now to pause for a second and just look around you, maybe at your desk, maybe in your office, maybe you're in your home or in your car, and just look, take inventory of the amount of devices you have, the amount of wireless things you have that are connected to Bluetooth around you, and the amount of um, yeah, like electrical outlets or electricity in general that you have around you. It's eye-opening when you start making inventories like that. We are surrounded by it.
And so when you are surrounded by this red rate, low level radiation, how can you feel on a daily basis? Well, and just think of a day, like, you know, a busy day in the office, you were at your desk, at your computer the entire time, you were on phone calls on your cell phone, and you can't, you come back at night and you feel toasted, right? Literally, that's how you are. Um, and why is that? Is because you have been swimming in this sea of radiation in this high level of electro smog all day. And so what does that do? do, um, I'm going to list some of the daily symptoms that you can express here, like headaches, tiredness, fatigue, you might have depression, anxiety, restlessness, aches, pains, dizziness, tremor, you might be irritable, lack of con concentration, memory loss, sleeping disturbances, skin burning and tingling, nausea, right? The list, the list is pretty heavy here. So again, um, what do we do? What do we do with all of this? And now I'm moving into solutions because that's that's why I'm here. Okay, so I want to start by by just stating a very important principle again. I said it at the beginning, but I will say it again. The strength of the magnetic field will decrease drastically with increased distance from the source. Okay? So this is so important to remember. Now, this is my golden rule with EMF. Keep most devices one foot away at all times. One foot away from your body will reduce exposure by 80%. Now, if we bring it to the next level, if you're, redu if you're removing or pushing the source away four feet away from you, you're reducing by 98%. So do you see what I mean when I say knowledge is power, right? Like that's a game changer. When you know that, I don't know about you, but I feel so much more empowered, right? All I have to do is move all that stuff away from my body so that it doesn't come and interfere with my own level of frequency and my own electricity and my own field, right? So remember the golden rule one foot away for an 80% reduction, four feet away for a 98% reduction. Super important. Um, the other thing that you have to think about is the more devices you have around you, the more you are exposing yourself. So be really intentional about your field right? Consider removing anything extra. Maybe you have like extra smart TVs in every room. Do you really need those? Remove anything like perch, any electronic device that you don't need, get it out of the way. Um, and be mindful about those secondhand um, sources like, like Wi-Fi hotspots and cell towers and people around you using wireless devices. Um, the other thing is radiation will have a worst effect over prolonged exposure. So turn your devices on only when you're needing them. Take breaks, shut down your laptops, unplug things at night, okay? Um, whenever you can, get wired. And I know this looks like we're going backwards. I understand the convenience of being wireless. Um, I, I do, I really do. But personally, I'm just not willing to bring radiation straight into my body and into my brain. This is what happens when you have when you're wired in. So I'm wearing wired headphones. I have like a wired 
keyboard. I have a wired mouse. I have an ethernet cable that's going into my computer. And the reason why I'm doing this is because when you have a wire, the radiation is contained in that wire. As soon as you go wireless, so imagine you're at your laptop, you are using Wi-Fi, you have a wireless mouse, a wireless keyboard, you have earpods in your head, and you have your phone next to you. I'm sure a lot of you, as I'm speaking right now, maybe that's your situation. What does that do? What that creates is this this sea of radiation in the air that you can't see, but that's what's creating that fatigue that like, that just drains you. And that reduces that communication between your cells. And that makes you more favorable for a low frequency and for disease formation. It fills up your rain barrel. Okay. So just look around you and see anything that can be wired in. Please do that right now. Like consider doing that as your next, as you're transitioning and as you're getting more knowledge, maybe that's that's something you need to consider. Um, and then there's obviously the, the level of um, shielding that you can do. Now, I want to also give you a few pointers with regards to um, actual, um, like some of the key EMF sources and giving you important considerations. Just a few pointers that I think can be drastic game changers. And if I'm mentioning them here, it's because I've seen it over and over and over with clients. For example, the minute we take the phone, this is so easy, by the way, if you're not doing this yet, this, this needs to be happening tonight. You are not charging your phone next to your head anymore. Please promise, pretty please, okay? It's either charge at the on the opposite wall, so we're at least four to five feet away, remember the, the rule of the distance, or you're charging it in a completely separate room, a, a far away from all bedrooms, okay? So that's important. Now, let's quickly talk about um, some of the main EF, EMF sources and what you can do or things that you can look into. So Wi-Fi, I want you to consider two things. Where is the router located in your home? Is it near a bedroom? Okay, so here in all these considerations, I'm always going to prioritize shielding and protecting our bedrooms because in our bedroom, we're supposed to be healing and rejuvenating at night. If we have radiation pumping at us all the time at night, guess what? We're aging, we're aging fast and disease is settling in. Okay. So let's put all chances on our side by making intentional choices here. Okay. So where is your router? Is it connected to a bedroom? Is it below? Is it above? Is it side on an adjacent wall? really be a detective here. I want you to figure out where's your router? Is it connected to a bedroom? And if so, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to change the location. Simply put, it's easy. Okay. Next thing. Can you put a timer? Very easy timer. You can find those timers at Home Depot. It's the same timer you would put, let's say, on your water house um, system. Same thing. Can you put this $15 timer on your router so that it completely shuts off at night? My router shuts off every night at 11 p.m. until 6 a.m. And then that way I make sure that my kids 
get to be in a radiation-free environment at night, and same for us, so that everybody can heal and rejuvenate. Okay, super important. Microwave, if you're still using a microwave, can you please start looking into a steam oven? Not only is, if you're reheating food, not only is it gonna be more, is it gonna be tastier and, and not as dry, but you're not having those microwave radiations. Now, if you're a, if you're a diehard fan of microwave, I would recommend, again, the golden rule. So stay at least four to five feet away if you can. <laughs> Excuse me. Been talking all day. <laughs> um, smart meters. Smart meters are massive. Okay, this is like probably the number one thing that just jacks up the number of radiation in your home. I want you to go outside of your house, go and walk around your house and find the location of your smart meter. Once you have found the location of it, figure out what's on the other side of that wall. Is it a bedroom? If it is a bedroom, this is important. You have to take action here. So there's two things you can do. You can either call the hydro company. They're not going to like you, but you can try and ask for the location to be changed. Ideally, you would have it on a post outside of your home, like ours here. I know we're in nature, so we, we are lucky to have a bit more space, but it's about 15 feet away from our home. And so that that's really, that was very, very important to me. I know that um, not everybody is in the same situation, but me, the first thing is locate where it is. And then this is something I found because in our previous home, we, we couldn't change the location. There is actually um, a company, which I will name many times here, and they're not sponsoring the show. So, you know, this is just a company. I personally use their products. Um, it's called Defender Shield. They're my favorite company. Um, and Defender Shield actually makes a wallpaper, believe it or not, that will block radiation. So if the smart meter is on the and is outside and you figure out that on the other side is your bedroom or one of your kids bedroom, what you can do is on that wall, you can put that wallpaper up and it will shield it. Brilliant. Um, so again, there's solutions, right? Cell phones. This is also a very important consideration because it's with us all the time. Number one, I mentioned it, you're not sleeping with your headphone next to your head. That's done. Number two, we're not putting our cell phone directly on our body, right? I see women with their phone in their bra. Um, no, we're not doing that, okay? And we've all done it, but now that you know, you can do better. So you can um, invest into a protective case. So if you're watching on video, I have, I have a case here, again, from Defender Shield. And when I pick up a phone call, I'm using it with the protective case on top because the first five to 10 seconds when the phone rings, when you pick up the call, that's when the, the highest level of radiation is, is on. So if you have the protective case, it will shield that, which is great. Um, another option, obviously, is to go on speakerphone or to have headphones. Again, if you're watching on video, these are my favorite ones. Um, wired in with a tube here to make sure that no radiation is going straight into your ear. That's also Defender Shield. My kids have the kid version of this as well. 
Um, don't carry your phone in your pocket. If you're a pocket carrier, if it's your favorite location, then invest into that protective case. Then at least you can have um, peace of mind. Computers. Now, I know this is confusing because a lot of um, the laptops are called laptops, right? Because it's convenient and you can work with it on your lap. But this is probably the worst thing you can do. So make sure you're never working with your computer on your lap. And if you're the kind of person who loves doing that, again, invest into a shield that will protect you from both the heat and the radiation coming from that. Ideally, your laptop is always on your desk and is at least one feet away, one foot away. Okay. Um, Bluetooth. So we've talked about that. Consider like wiring anything that you can. Um, another great audit that you can do is just go into your settings on your phone, go into the Bluetooth section and see all the devices that your phone is connected to. You'll realize that there's so many fields so much radiation that you could just remove by disconnecting, right? So be really intentional and mindful about Bluetooth in general. Um, if you're a smart watch wearer, don't wear it at night. Um, that has a huge impact on your HRV, which is how your heart is able to rest and how your nervous system is all able to rest as well. TVs, I know people love smart TVs. Um, they are very convenient. My question to you is, do you need one in your bedroom? And if you do have one, can you, um, and if you're, if you love it and you can't move it, my recommendation would be, can you unplug it at night? I know it's inconvenient, but at least that will stop the radiation. If you, that's if you want to absolutely keep the TV in your bedroom. But the invitation is, maybe it's time for like a deeper reflection. Can we move the TV outside of the bedroom so the bedroom stays this place for sleep, intimacy, rest, rejuvenation, meditation. It's a place where the nervous system is not activated, okay? Um, and uh, 5G towers, okay, this is a big one. And it's, it's a landfill that's completely changing all the time. Um, so you might not have a 5G tower near you right now, but it doesn't mean that in five, six months, it might not change. But there's an app I absolutely love, which is called Tower Locator. And this app um, <laughs> drove my realtor absolutely bonkers when we were buying this house because I was refusing to buy a house that was within 750 meters of a 5G tower. That is because there is a strong level of evidence, lots of studies, and you can Google this, showing that people that live, because this is like prolonged, constant exposure, people that live within 750 meters or less of a 5G tower have a higher incidence of cancer and a whole other array of, of um, issues, of health issues. So for me, this was a non-negotiable um, so what you can do is with a tower locator, you can figure out the exact location of these 5G towers. And then on Google Map, you can use the measure tool to go and measure the distance between that and your home. I know this is a bit crazy, but hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it well and we're going to do it all the way. So that that is something that um, brought, brought me peace of mind when I was able to figure out where I was located. Again, if you're if you are closer, I want to tell you there are things you can do. 
Um, and quickly, I want to just finish with LED lights, uh, which are everywhere now. It's hardly impossible to buy a good old school incandescent light bulb. You have to do a lot of research for it. But again, I just want to bring awareness for the bedrooms. If you could um, either have a night um, a lamp with an incandescent light bulb, which means it has no radiation, the old school ones. I mean, it's still electric, so it will have radiation, but it will be a low level or maybe a salt lamp. Um, that would be a great alternative. Add dimmers wherever you can and avoid smart light bulbs, smart homes as much as possible. Because as you can understand now, that's just more electrosmog. That's just more radiation in your field. And to um, close it off, I also just want to talk about ways that you can harmonize EMF. So if you're listening to this and you're just thinking, I'm absolutely crazy, that's okay. I'm used to that label. <laughs> but if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Where do I even begin? I get it. Okay. So where do you begin? First, bedrooms. So I invite you tonight to do an, an audit, an inventory of all potential EMF sources in your bedroom. Do we have tablets on on the desk? Do we have um, our chargers next to our head? Do we have an alarm clock or a um, maybe something that has Wi-Fi around our bed? Do we have a smart TV? Those kind of things, right? So make an audit and make a conscious, intentional decision on how can you reduce or at least bring those sources farther away. So four feet being ideal from your body. So that's number one. Number two is if all of this is super overwhelming, there are things you can do to actually harmonize EMF. Because again, EMF is a radiation, it's a frequency. So when you bring harmonizers, and um, there's Sormovetic that does one, I can link that in, in, uh, in the show notes. And then the EMF, there's protection stickers as well. Now, it's very hard to actually measure whether, whether those are truly working. But the intention is that we're changing the quantum field via bioresonance, right? So instead of amplifying and sort of helping to dissipate and neutralize that frequency and that radiation. So that can be a really amazing place to start. If you're like, this is too much, you could start there. But then also think about anything that you could transition back towards wired. So maybe you just invest into a wired mouse, or maybe you have one in your storage that you just stored away because you thought everything wireless was better, but maybe you still have some old ones in boxes somewhere. Go and find those and try um, transitioning to those. They're, they're just an amazing thing. Um, and they're still, you know, they will do the job as equally as good, actually, if not better, because those wireless things, they run out of batteries all the time. And it's so annoying when it does. Um, so anyway, I hope today was empowering. I know it's a lot of information and this is a big topic. You're going to hear about it more and more because there is more and more studies coming out. But long story short, knowledge is power. Start where you can. Start by trying to control sources in your bedroom and remember the length of the length of time that you're exposing yourself as well as the distance from the source are critical 
pieces of the puzzle that you need to remember when you're considering EMF. I hope this was helpful. As always, reach out if you have any questions, and I can't wait to see you again next week. The information shared on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't provide any medical advice. Vanessa Grutman does not cure, diagnose, or treat disease. Please consult your physician before trying any new protocol or product. 